Back when I was struggling with retroactive jealousy, it probably won't surprise you to know that I read a lot of books. I'm already a reader, I've been a reader my whole life, and when I was really struggling with unwanted intrusive thoughts, obsessive curiosity, and what I call mental movies about my then-girlfriend's past, I was a voracious reader, I read everything I could get my hands on that I thought could potentially help me out. Of course, some books were very good, some books were very bad, but there was one book in particular that I read that had a huge impact on me. It's definitely not what you're thinking. And in today's video, I wanna talk about one of the most important, impactful books that I read that helped me overcome retroactive jealousy. My name is Zachary Stockhill from retroactivejealousy.com, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy in their relationships, save their relationships, and hopefully enjoy happier lives. If you'd like more information about my work or you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. By the way, another note, this month I am celebrating the release of my newest project. It's called The Path to Peace. It's an all-new online video masterclass designed specifically for retroactive jealousy sufferers who have any questions whatsoever about their partner's past, the meaning of their partner's past, and the values that their partner either shares with them or potentially doesn't share with them. In other words, this class is for you if you've ever had any doubts as to whether or not your partner shares your values, if you've ever wondered that maybe there are indeed some glaring red flags, some glaring deal breakers in your partner's past. And you can get all the details about my newest project, The Path to Peace, if you click a link in the description. Back when I was in university, I guess over the course of seven years, uh, I studied history. I love history. It's been one of my passions pretty much ever since I can remember. And it may sound odd that a history book helped me overcome retroactive jealousy, but that's kind of what happened. As you may or may not know, a lot of literature came out of the Holocaust. The Holocaust, of course, I'm sure most people would know what the Holocaust is, but it was the period in the late 30s up to 1945 during World War II when Hitler persecuted Europe's Jews. Over six million Jews died in the Holocaust. Over six million members of other persecuted groups died in the Holocaust. The numbers vary, but that's about it. Um, needless to say, perhaps the darkest period of human history. Absolutely appalling conditions, appalling concentration camps, mass starvation, mass death. I'm not gonna go into the ins and outs of the Holocaust in this video, but it was absolutely horrifying. But out of the Holocaust emerged some truly remarkable literature. You've probably heard of The Diary of Anne Frank, the book Night by Elie Wiesel, which is another just absolutely astonishingly good book, and the book that I'm gonna talk about today. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian psychotherapist who is also a Holocaust survivor, and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. I don't wanna give away the book because I wanna encourage you to read this book because it's genuinely seen as you know one of the greatest reads probably on the planet. It's a tremendous read, and it isn't a history book per se. It's more about psychology and philosophy, but there are some crucial lessons in this book that can really help you with your life and can really help you with problems like retroactive jealousy. There are a lot of lessons in that book, but the biggest one, the biggest one that I took away, and I think one of the biggest ones that many people take away from Man's Search for Meaning, is that in life, anything can be taken away from you. Anything and everything. We can lose everything. We can lose our freedom. We can lose our family. We can lose 50 pounds when we're starving to death. We can lose our mobility. We can lose our physical health. We can lose everything. And one day we will lose everything because we will die. But there's one thing that no one can take away from you. There's one thing that we always, and I mean always, have power over. And that is our perspective on what happens to us, our perspective on life. And Dr. Frankel observed this during the Holocaust when he had everything taken from him. 
his family, his freedom, his safety, his physical health. And he saw the people around him. He saw the way that his compatriots in the concentration camp were responding to these horrible conditions as well. And he saw that the people who survived, at least most of the people who survived, were those who decided to take better perspectives, were those who said, I'm going to live come hell or high water, were those who owned their perspectives on life rather than letting the concentration camp guards take those away as well. We can lose everything, but we never lose the ability to choose our perspectives on life. And in essence, our enjoyment of life, our happiness, our health as individuals, at least mentally, depends so much on the perspectives that we choose to take on, the stories we choose to tell ourselves about who we are, what we want, and what's happening to us. And back a million years ago when I was struggling with retroactive jealousy, <laughs> and by the way, just to make this crystal clear, I am in no way, no way, trying to compare the experience of the Holocaust during World War II to struggling with retroactive jealousy. These are completely different experiences. I am not trying to draw a comparison there. But my point is, I found this perspective on perspective enormously helpful and liberating. Because I think before I read Man's Search for Meaning, I was kind of locked in my own narratives and I was telling myself all these really unhelpful, depressing stories. And I was really kind of taking on this victim mentality. Like I was a victim of my partner's past or I was a victim of her sex life or I was a victim of my past and victim, 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 victim. And as I always say, studying history, reading about history, especially primary accounts like this, can be enormously humbling. They can help you realize all the gifts in your life and sometimes they can give you a bit of a kick in the seat to kind of get yourself out of this victim mentality when you realize how incredibly difficult so many people in history have had it, how much worse they've had it than you. I mean, there's no comparison, it's not even close. But the main idea that Man's Search for Meaning leaves you with is that you always have the power to choose better perspectives. So why not do that? We're telling ourselves stories about what's happening to us all the time. We're telling ourselves stories about ourselves, about our partner, about the world, about the future, about today, about tomorrow, about yesterday. We're always telling ourselves stories. So why not come up with a better one? Why not choose to put together and believe a different story? Because we think maybe the stories we're telling ourselves, well, that's, that's the truth, that's facts, that's rational. When quite often there's no inherent truth in any of the perspectives that we're taking on. The story that we're telling ourselves about our partner or their past or the future or the relationship is not necessarily true or untrue. So why not choose a better story that could be potentially true or untrue? The point is we're telling ourselves story anyway, and there's no inherent meaning in any of these stories, so why not choose better ones? On that note, I just released this month a brand new online video masterclass called The Path to Peace. This masterclass is in essence about seeing through the noise in your head, choosing different perspectives, determining what's really important to you and discarding what is not, and getting your true intuitive sense of the best course of action you should take when it comes to your retroactive jealousy, when it comes to your current relationship. The Path to Peace was designed for any retroactive jealousy sufferer who's having questions, who's having doubts, who's having concerns about their partner's past and maybe what it means in the grand scheme of things. Because as I often say, not all retroactive jealousy is irrational. Sometimes walking away is absolutely the right decision, but the point is you need to get clear and see clearly enough to make that decision with a level head rather than letting your irrational emotions run the show. So if you have genuine concerns about your partner's past, their past choices, their morals perhaps, and your compatibility with your partner, I really think you'll get a lot out of my new online video masterclass, The Path to Peace. You can find all the details about The Path to Peace in the description of this video. And while you're at it, please be sure to head over to Amazon and buy Man's Search for Meaning for Viktor Frankl, one of the most impactful books I've ever read. 
And if you're a retroactive jealousy sufferer, I'm telling you, this book will help you beat retroactive jealousy, even if it doesn't seem immediately obvious. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.